Hey everyone, Joe here. On this episode with Father's Day coming up, we decided it'd be a great opportunity for me to ask Jose and Scott about their experiences with fatherhood. Enjoy. Live, learning, leadership, the Llama Lounge. Yo, welcome back to the Llama Lounge, a dialogue on all things life, learning, and leadership. This is Joe Bogdan, and I got most of the Llama crew with me today. Jose, Scott, what's going on? We did it again. Yeah, we did. We did it again, didn't we? Yeah. It's fight night. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't get how this happens every time. Scott, I think it's your fault. It's not my fault. Oh, because this is the only time I'm available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, it's his fault. It's his fault. So we we really got to make sure that we don't schedule one of these for the Fight Island. Yeah, we. Oh we really yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah. yeah, maybe okay. that one will do a, a fight companion. Maybe. That oh, did this guy just get knocked out? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm watching it as we speak. Sorry. <laughs> Focus, man. Focus. All right. <laughs> so, so Jose, what's up, man? How, how you been? been good been good did did some more fishing my daughter has been asking me for about a week and a half to camp so that's what i was doing i was getting the backyard ready so we're going to camp outside tonight we'll see how long we last oh nice (laughs) oh is the weather nice yeah yeah it's really nice okay Um, cool yeah Scott's clearly still fought, watching the fight. So yeah, that, was a, <laughs> that was a quick TKO. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah. so you're, you guys, how's the weather like at night out there? You're in, you're on the East coast in Delaware though. Right. So I guess it chills a little bit. It, it cools down a little bit, but I mean, we just came from Northern Japan where it was like, you know, 20, 25, 26 all the time. So this yeah. was great to us. Oh, nice. Yeah. I spent the night outside in Japan, like outside of my, like camped outside before out in Masawa. That's awesome. Masawa, yeah. Yeah. In the front yard. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Long story. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, sounds cool, man. <laughs> sounds no, there cool. was a, there was a tent. It wasn't like I got kicked out of the house or anything. Was, oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, what did you do to make you have to sleep on the patio? He's trying to prove a point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it wasn't awesome. during the winter though. Okay. <laughs> hey, so so did you guys catch anything today, Jose? Yeah, we caught a uh, thirty. Depending on where you're from, it's spelled crappy, but depending on where you're from in the nation, you'll call it a crappie. So mm. we caught thirty of them. So we'll get some some fish and sticks um, nice. later on later on in the week. Nice. nice. That's awesome, man. I think yeah. Scott, weren't you talking about getting a boat? Yeah, we have a we have a wave runner. So we took that out yesterday. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, yesterday. Um, but nice. the, the lake that we have nearby us, it's probably about half an hour away, 40, 40 minutes away. Uh, it's a pretty nice lake, um, but very, at least we went on a Friday. So it was, the waters were real calm. There weren't a lot of people out there. So I was out there thinking, man, this would be good for kayaking or something like that. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, Jose, me and Scott were talking earlier and we're like, hey, does he have one of those pontoons with the stabilizer thing? You know, because we're like, we know nothing about this stuff. And I was like, I think he has a stabilizer because he's fishing, right? <laughs> yeah so uh a couple of friends of mine in the squadron they started uh, kayak fishing about i don't know two or three years ago so i have what's called a, it's a hobie watercraft uh, mm. or, or kayak basically um so instead of a paddle you, it's pedals so you 
ah. almost like a bike kind of thing. Mm. And yeah. there's little flippers underneath you that wave um, and they're designed to kind of be like a, a penguin's propeller. So this, stuff, I mean, it hauls, man. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. so how many people fit in that? Uh, I can get myself and one of my kids on there. Okay. Um, so two is probably the, the highest I'll go on that. <laughs> do, you, do you still have room for beer or? Yeah, 100%. Nice. Okay. okay, just making sure. Yeah, send me the link to that. I might take a... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Good stuff. But so, uh, man, so for the listeners on this episode, as we have Father's Day coming up, we wanted to chat about fatherhood. Um, at the Llama Lounge, we're all about life, learning, and leadership. And although I am not a father myself, uh, I know being a dad is a lot about more, you know, it's a lot more than about being having a dad bod, right? It's, it's a little bit more than that, right? I win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah i mean fatherhood i could tell just from how much um uh you guys enjoy it i mean it brings joy and meaning to life it's definitely has its learning moments i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit today and uh fatherhood and leadership go hand in hand don't it oh, oh yeah absolutely absolutely i'd say it's probably the most important leadership job i've ever had yeah absolutely yes. Yeah. Yes. And if you didn't say that, man, you'd be in so much trouble. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so, so awesome. But so I figured, you know, it'd be a good time um, for each of you guys to kind of share your your father, um, you know, the, the kind of the, the situation you're in right now, how many kids you have and all that and some of your experiences with fatherhood. And I thought, um, you know, Scott, if you could kick it off. Yes. So, uh, man, I got a, a son that just turned 13. So that's scary. Um, and he's getting big. So that means I have to stay in shape. Uh, <laughs> I just have to take him out. No, he's a, he's a, uh, yeah. So I have a son that's just turned 13, uh, plays football, middle school. Um, just a, just all around great kid. And then I have another son that's, uh, 10 who's, uh, he's a daredevil. He's the one that likes to get on the wave runner and go like 80, uh, skateboarding kid, football player kid. And then uh, for the past two years, uh, my wife and I have had custody of a niece and nephew. So a five-year-old and a three-year-old in the mix. So we were contemplating, okay, what's the next chapter of our lives going to look like? You know, <laughs> we're, we're counting down. We're, you know, we have uh, uh, with the 13 and 10-year-old, we're like, okay, we're on the, we're on the other end, right? You know, mm-hmm. we're closer to 18 now than we were. Uh, but it's, it looks like uh, my niece and nephew are going to be with us for a long time. And so it, you kind of have to go back and go, all right, let's start up. We're all, not starting over completely, but we're rethinking our, our parenting uh, trajectory a little bit. Yeah. Was it like just going back, like uh, riding a bike? You remembered everything? Or did you refresh oh, yeah, yourself yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. The, the funny thing was um, like my niece, uh, she's, she's three. So when we got her, she was like one and a half. And I was like, wait, we, we have to potty train again. Like we have to, we have to go through that stuff again. Like, no. Uh, but she's a smart girl though. So she's a smart girl. So uh, she's uh she's a lot like my, my 10 year old who's super independent, wants to do everything on their own and, and we'll, we'll figure things out before you even try to show her how to do things. So we're lucky in that aspect that she, she does make life a lot easier than we anticipated. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so Jose, can you share a little bit about your your situation? Yeah, so uh, proud dad of a ten year old uh, young man and an eight year old young lady. Um, like Scott was talking about, right? Each each one of my kids comes with very different gifts. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes different challenges, I guess. You know, as a parent, because you're you're trying to 
you know, harness their gifts and stuff like that. Um, my, my son is, a, I guess I'll call him my, my huggy bear, right? He, mm-hmm. he loves the affection and he loves um, video games and stuff like that. And my daughter can be very independent, um, a little fireball. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because, you know, you think that you'll raise them with the same values and stuff. And they just, they take their own personality and they run with those things, you know? So yeah, um, it's awesome. Uh, I love it. <laughs> and I remember the first time I went over to your, it might've been the first time, but I was over at your house and, uh, and I think your son invited my wife to sit next to him. She, she was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, can you sit oh. next to me? And I was like, Hey, yeah. I see, I'm watching you, man. I'm watching you. <laughs> he still does that. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the first time you, and the first time you met my kids, it was probably like WWE. It, it was one, or something. It was 100%. And then after we had a couple of beers, for some reason, Scott ended up with a gi on and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a Royal rumble in, in his house. So it was good stuff, man. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. So man, Man, the first question I would have to ask, because as a person that, um, that, you know, wants to be a father one day is, what was the most frightening thing when you first realized you were going to be a father? What was like, what was something that you remember was like super frightening that you had to overcome? Man, this is good because you didn't prepare us for these questions at all. No, no. Yeah, (laughs) this is complete frightening. (laughs) I I, I think I, I wasn't worried about the things that people may worry about, like changing diapers or feeding the kid on time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. What was frightening to me was I now have more responsibility than I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm not just not responsible for feeding and clothing this child or children, but I'm now responsible for their development and their Mm -hmm. growth and, and, and making sure that they, um, man, like er everything you do is, trying to set the example for them. So that was, that's the, it still is scary. Um, yeah. Making sure that I'm trying to set the right example for them. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to go you, back. Like, you're probably wondering at some point, you're like, man, is that going to come up later on? You know? <laughs> uh, it, and it does. <laughs> it does. Kids are, kids are like little elephants, man. They remember stuff and yeah. they'll bring things up. And I'm like, you were three when that happened. Why are you bringing that up now? I thought you were asleep. Yeah. Hey, uh, so, so you said the most frightening when I first found out I was a father, or just in, like just in general. In in general, it would probably be a good good way to ask the question. Yeah. So I think um, for me, um, I think the biggest thing that was kind of frightening to me was um, so so when we found out, um, we were at Little Rock Air Force Base, and so uh, all of my family was in California, and all of my wife's family was in Texas. And growing up, you know, um, every Sunday was a barbecue at, at somebody's house and, and the holidays were a big thing. And so I was always around my my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, people that I thought were my cousins. And later on, like, we're not blood related, but <laughs> they're, they're just, my cousins, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and so one of the biggest things for me was not being around them because yeah. I just, I mean, you know, not to stereotype, right? But a, a lot of times males in a Hispanic household, like, you know, you don't do a lot of the the chow rearing, I guess, you know, like the changing mm-hmm. diapers and the bottles and stuff. Um, but you know, me and my wife, um, knowing that we were going to be away from our family, like that was going to be something I had to learn and, and learn fast. And, uh, you know, I'm a dual military couple. So I also knew that there were going to be times where 
you know, we'd be together, you know, working, um, you know, working with each other. And there were going to be times where I'd go TDY and she'd be a single mom and she'd go TDY and I'd be a single mom. That scared me to death. Oh, I and remember those crazy. days. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it was crazy because, um, our first change of assignment, we were going to go from Little Rock to Lodges Field, right? So go from Arkansas to Portugal. And uh, Jose was seven days old. And my wife got a assignment to Portugal unaccompanied. Oh, man. <laughs> and so I was wigging out, man. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, well, first of all, how did it happen? How'd you get there? You know, uh, it's like, like did you volunteer for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, I read the description wrong is what happened. <laughs> so we put the wrong thing, but you know, luckily, you know, the air force tries to take care of families and, and we ended up going together, but um, she ended up working actually most of her time in the hospital has been in emergency services. So she's worked a lot of Panama shifts or 24 hour yeah. shifts. And so I've had to really like learn how to be a single dad sometimes, um, sometimes successfully, but sometimes not successfully. Do, do you think that um, being forced into that situation um, was probably a blessing in disguise in ways? Like, you know, 100%. because, yeah, because I would think that maybe if it wasn't that way, you might have not been able to get some of those experiences. Oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't have traded for the world, right? Like you, you have to look at those fears and just and, and conquer them the best way that you can, you know, and now I have I, actually the other day um, I found I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to keep a journal and uh mm -hmm. I found the journal entry that I had written of uh, the first night that it was just me and my son together. Mm -hmm. And it was just like what I, what I felt and, mm -hmm. and how, what I wanted for him in life. And so it was, it was cool. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't trade it. It was good. It was definitely needed. Yeah. yeah I almost blew up the house on my first night with my son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can't just drop that and then and then and then and we need, so story. We, we, we need to explore this a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, so my wife was in the hospital. She had just delivered Gavin, my 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 youngest son, and uh, it was there was like a storm that night. So me and Ethan, my thirteen year old, we got back to this. Is, he wasn't thirteen at the time, obviously, but uh, we got back to the house after being at the hospital all day, and the power was out. I couldn't see anything, and I couldn't find my flashlight, and I'm messing with the the uh the switches and boom this explosion this little fire and i'm standing there like quiet and i look down and my son's just staring up at me like i'm like okay you're not dead i'm not dead okay no injuries you're not crying that was that was kind of scary yeah but that was uh that was, that, yeah that's weird i don't even know what you did like <laughs> yeah i was like being back from a civil engineer background i would think i'd be able to connect something with yeah you. i don't but know that's, what happened. that's just very strange yeah well, but but to, to kind of uh, touch on with jose i remember those days when i, I you know we did the same thing because we were dual military actually my, my wife she got out of the military and then uh ended up working back in her old apartment as a civilian and she was actually TDY more in that job as a civilian mm. than she was military. And so there were weeks where I'm getting up early, getting myself ready, and then getting a, a one-year-old ready and a six-month-old ready, and then taking them to, you know, daycare right. and stuff like that. So it's, um, you know, much respect to all those single parents out there for, mm -hmm. for doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So 
since you just kind of explained how you almost blew up the house with your kids in it, this would be, this would be a good segue <laughs> to the next question. What do you guys think? And I'll start off with Jose on this one. What do you think is the biggest mistake you may have made as a dad that you're able to share with that won't get you arrested? <laughs> oh, man. Um, the biggest mistake. Hmm. It's good because I get to think about the, the question. Why, why I'm, I'm trying to think now too. Huh? I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, I'm not a perfect dad by no means, but I'm like, I'm drawing a blank of the biggest mistake. Just because, I mean, you make so many along the way, right? right, like, right. Um, I think, ah, uh, I don't know. Let's go with some of those mistakes then. <laughs> all, right, all right. So small, small mistakes that happen a lot that I'm really trying to correct. Right. So uh, I'm a maintainer by trade and, uh, we have a very uh, direct vernacular <laughs> that yes. uses a lot of colorful words. Um, I also I also was really into hip hop and stuff, so I would I would use a lot of that word those words around my kids, right? And uh, I was like, oh, they're they're young, they won't remember. Oh, they they they'll say it at the most wrong time. And uh, but now you know uh, they'll they'll remind me kind of like dad, you know, it's, you you shouldn't say that. You you know you can use other words, and I'm like, you're absolutely right, you know. So I, I try to get better for them, but. I will say one of the funny ones was, um, so my, my daughter, right? She doesn't, she, she's very tough and she doesn't like saying she's afraid of anything. So the walking dead was on and I loved watching the walking dead. Right. <laughs> and so my kids are like, I'll watch it with you, dad. And I'm like, sure. You can make a knowledgeable decision about watching the walking dead when you're, I think she was, she was probably four, right? She's four, Jose six. I'm like, yeah, let's watch the walking dead. And, uh, she ended up having nightmares, but she wouldn't tell me and she didn't tell um, Janet, but she told her that at school, you know, my dad makes me watch the walking bed. Absolutely not. Yeah. So then, then you're at the CRB <laughs> explain, <laughs> <laughs> central registry yeah. board, explain <laughs> how <Yeah>. you did not. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's pretty There's cool. Tons of stuff like that though. Yeah, I bet. I, bet. I mean, you don't get instructions, right? <laughs> so, no. so it's so interesting that like to do things like driving, you got to pass some type of test, but to to to, uh, to raise kids, you don't have any qualification yeah. requirements yeah. to do None. it, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So what do you got, Scott? I, I would say for me, and it's, it's, it's probably along the lines of what Jose was talking about. Like, I, I think there are certain things, there's a lot of things that young kids, even older kids shouldn't be exposed to or shouldn't be hearing or seeing. And so mm -hmm. I think with me, it was kind of the same way, you know, the music I was listening to and movies I was watching, you know, because a kid will hear a word and they will repeat that word with the same emphasis that they heard it. Mm -hmm. and, it and, it, and I was like, that's just a word. He doesn't know what it means, but yeah, he he repeated it like he knew exactly what it meant. Oh, he used <laughs> he it right. right. He used time. it. Yeah. He, that yeah. was one hundred percent correct. How he used that word. So it's like, okay, no more Tupac in front of the kids, right? You know, it's it's so those are so things like that. Just being and and maybe sometimes just being more deliberate with, um, kind of, you know, there there are things where I'm like, oh, they'll figure this out on their own, right? I don't need to have this talk with them right now. They'll, they'll get it. And so those are things where I'm learning now where I think I need to have a lot more conversations with them about, you know, how to interact with other people, who to, what kind of friends you should have and shouldn't have. And, and I, I'll tell you, my kids are way more sheltered than I ever was growing up. 
Right. And, uh, and part of me is like, man, they need to go out and experience things on their own. But the other part of me is like, struggle. it's like, no, I don't want them to. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta be a tough balance too. I mean, you know, you don't want to shelter them so much because there's so much, you know, value in what you learn, but then there's certain things that you don't want them to have to experience that, you know, that exactly. I mean, I mean you don't want to be exactly the same thing that you went through because then what did you do? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. role in that. But I remember listening to uh, Mike Tyson on, um, on Rogan's podcast and he was talking about, you know, he wants, he, he wants to, he wanted to provide good things for his kids. And then his son wanted a box and he was like, no, you should box. Yeah. No, yeah. He's like, he, you know, you grew up in my house with all my money. <laughs> he's like, and if, you fought, if you fought me when I was your age, I would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so do you guys find it, um, difficult? Cause that was actually the next question I was going to ask that kind of spurred, you know, from your conversation, what you guys just brought up, but do you guys find it difficult to find that balance of what you should like, um, expose them to versus not? Because sometimes it's like, you know, what is, what, what is it about, you know, a cuss word that you're, you really want to, you know, keep them from, you know what I mean? Like, is it just a word? Is it because it's socially unacceptable or is it because it's really, you know, it's driving them down a certain road? Like, I always wonder about stuff like that. Like, how do you guys as parents would balance what you would expose them to versus not? Well, for, for me, a lot of it now, especially like in the past few years has been faith driven, you know? Mm -hmm. So if it's, you know, if it's things that I wouldn't say in front of my pastor or somebody at church, yeah. I probably shouldn't be saying it in front of the kids, right? Right. Uh, and mm -hmm. so for me, those are the things that I try to instill in them is, you know, you have a, uh, you know, how many words are there in the English language? I'm sure you can find right. something more clever to use or so, you know, to be, to be, to have standards for themselves as well. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not just like language, uh, but just, um, you know, like growing up, I saw a lot. I mean, and, and as I, I, I look at my 13 year old and I would be gone for a day and a half sometimes like working or out hanging out with friends. My parents wouldn't see me. Um, but nowadays you, you can't really do that. And like my 13 year old now, if he's gone like a half an hour, I'm like, where's he at? Where, where'd he go? You know, what's out there? Um, so I don't know if that's just um, things that I was so used to seeing that I know he shouldn't see mm -hmm. or, or if I'm just, you know, being uh, oversensitive. Yeah. No, because I mean, you don't want to become a helicopter parent, right? I mean, no, that's, that's, a, that's a right. big one that right. you want to be careful about because, yeah, and that's the one thing that I think I would, and the reason why I ask you guys that is because when I, you know, when and, when and if I become a dad, I think I'd struggle with that too, like figuring yeah. out where, where the balance is of what you, I mean, you can't even talk about what to let them watch on TV versus, right. you know, all that stuff. I kind of wonder um, where, where you get to the point where you might be coddling versus, you know, you're actually trying to help develop. Because I think like PG-13 or whatever they call these weird numbers, you know, uh, I mean, I feel like some arbitrary, like this is when they're, they should be able to watch this. Like, well, per who, <laughs> right? Per who. Yeah, right. And what that's like a PG, PG, PG movies now are what rated R movies were <clears throat> in the eighties, you know? Yeah, so it's true. PG and PG-13. So those are things that, uh, uh, I, I, we try to keep them from uh, one, from a, a Christian perspective, but two, just because I want them to have standards where they're filling themselves with better things, you know, yeah. like what, what else could they be reading or what else could they be watching? Mm -hmm. um, and don't get me wrong. They, 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 you know, they're not shelter sheltered, right. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they experience life, they see things. Um, and of course they go to public school. So they, 
they're going to see and hear things. Yeah. Um, but uh, my thing is I want them to understand at an early age what's right and wrong and what's appropriate mm-hmm. and not appropriate. And, and they and as a parent, they need to learn that from me right. before they learn it from a classmate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think for me, a lot of it has to do with, I guess, you know, like we said, right, each kid has a different um, personality, but they also yeah. have a different maturity. And, sure. And my, uh, I would say my daughter right now is probably more mature than my son. And, mm-hmm. and so um, a lot of times the conversation that I'll have with her, I have to shape it in a different <laughs> way if I'm going to have it with him, just because he's, he's not there in that, maybe in that topic. Right. But then there's other ones where he's beyond her because he's seen things or he's experienced things that she hasn't. And, and I think that shapes a lot of things, whether it's, you know, um, movies or TV or, or that kind of stuff. Right. And, I also, I want them to be independent thinkers. I want them to be able to yeah. look at a situation and kind of figure out what they think is right based on, you know, their compass or values and stuff we're trying to instill in them. Um, so that, that takes a lot of talks and it takes conversation. Um, and my wife, I'll tell you right now, she's way better at it than I am, you know? Um, but I think that's what, that's when you kind of figure out when it's time to expose, right? Because even, it's not even just movies, you know, like my daughter loves, uh, at learning about animals, right? So we'll go yeah. on animals, and then on the Discovery Channel, there's no holes barred. So <laughs> animals tearing each other apart. <laughs> there's yeah, they and then and so then we're having a conversation about that, right? Or uh, most recently, it was you know we went to go catch fish, and she loved it because she was like, "Oh look, we caught a fish. This looks cool. We're gonna release it." And she's like, "Daddy, I want to eat the fish," but I guess she never connected. That means we got to cut it, and you know you're gonna mm. see the internal organs and stuff, right? So yeah. now she really wants to do that, you know, but. Um, it just, it's exposure at, I guess at the right age and all you can do is base it on your own child's maturity and yeah. And you're, you're not always going to be right. You're going to get it wrong. So Mm -hmm. don't try to be perfect. Yeah. I mean, I think that's some great points. Cause I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like when we talk about supervising or leading, you know, our, uh, our subordinates or direct reports, you really got, the more, you know, them and understand them. Right. It's just, but there's a whole different connection with your kids. I imagine, right. You're thinking about, I was like, I could do some uh, permanent damage here if I don't get this one. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, and I think that's where I've seen that's, that's why it's so important to me now as I start to realize where I've matured as a, as a parent is to be more active in that development. Right. Because I, again, I remember growing up uh, and, and not saying my parents were horrible parents or anything like they were, they were fantastic parents, but we were free to roam. Like we were, my, my brother and I, when we lived in the Philippines, we we're eight and six years old and we were taking taxi cabs places and buses places I, I won't even let my kids nowadays <laughs> down the street, you know, without, <laughs> without being able to see them. Right. And so, um, I've seen how people I grew up with turned out, uh, because maybe, uh, their parents didn't have those talks with them. Maybe their parents didn't sit down with them and just kind of explain right from wrong. And Hey, I want you to enjoy life. I want you to learn and explore. But at some point you have to have a standard for yourself of what you're not going to tolerate in your life. Um, because if you just keep exploring and keep getting out there, right. Mm -hmm. What are, what (laughs) limits are you going to stop at before you ruin your life? And Mm so, um, that, so for me, like that's, that's, that scares me sometimes because I I've had friends that died of heroin overdoses and I've had friends that have been in and out of jail and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so those are things for me that I'm like, I need, I need my kids to understand how dangerous 
not not to fear the world, but to understand how dangerous it can be if you go down the wrong path and you don't have standards for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty. It's like yeah, I mean, Jocko that's awesome. talks about the dichotomy, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, it's it's not about being in a bubble, but also putting your own. Uh, I guess just being aware of what's around you. You know, you can't you can't protect them from everything, man. They try mm-hmm. as you might, you know. And I, I mean, Scott, who knows, right? Like, I know uh, me as a parent in Masawa, Japan, uh, very different than me as a parent back in the, the states. states. Yeah, sad, sad to say, but it it is a hundred percent different. And I remember talking to my wife about that, right? Like saying. You know, because they'd go use the restroom by themselves and we didn't mm-hmm. worry about it. Right. It, it was just a very different thing. And then I come here and I'm like, uh, hey, you got to use the bathroom. Hold on. Hold my hand. You're talking my like dad, out, I was just out doing in public, this. right? Yeah. Just just in general, you know, like, you know, we were we had a like. Uh, You're not talking um, about inside um, your own house. No. Yeah. 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 Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> you're talking but, like if you're out at a mall or something like that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just different, you know, depending on the environment that you're in and stuff. Um, but it's the dichotomy, right? Cause again, I want them to be independent and be able to do things on their own, but uh, you also still have to be that, that shepherd, so to speak, right? You got to protect sure. them from the, from the wolves if they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm, when I came back from doing two overseas tours, I remember just kind of leaving my phone on the table, you know, going to order some food or go to the bathroom and it's not really an issue. You know, the phone will still be there. You know, you, you do that here and it's going to be gone probably. Right. And then that's like, we're talking about a phone. Now you're, now you're talking about your kids, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, no kidding. Yeah. So I, I could imagine that might be, uh, it's probably a bit frightening when you think about some of those things, but, um, when, so when you guys talk about that transition, like when do you feel, Okay. So when you're raising kids, right, initially you're teaching them how to do everything. I mean, you're teaching them from, you know, from beginning to end on how to do things, but at some point you got to start transitioning to teaching them how to think and come to their own conclusions. Right. So, so is it just like, do you guys feel like it's an ease into it? Or is like, do you guys feel like there's a switch that happens at one point where you're like, okay, now we got to just start figuring out how you're going to solve it yourself because I'm not going to be here all the time. Yeah, I think like Jose mentioned, it's it's dependent on the kid, mm-hmm. you know, and the maturity level. Um, my youngest, he's he's the kid that taught himself how to ride a bike with no training wheels at like three and a half, four years old, mm-hmm. right? He's the kid that was riding half pipes, uh, skateboard at like four years old on a half pipe, right? Mm-hmm. Fearless, right? Um, so there's some things where I get cautioned about him because he's so willing to mm-hmm. be that risk taker, right? And he's and, and my other son's just more chill and laid back, right? So it, it's like the oldest son, I, we'll, we'll have conversations about things because he's curious, but he will ask about it before uh, kind of making decisions on things. Whereas my youngest one, he'll go out and make a decision on something. <laughs> and I'm like, that wasn't a good choice, dude. You should have probably talked to me about that first, right? And he's like, and he beats himself up for it. Like, yeah. he gets, but, but he's that... <laughs> you know that that mentality right he yeah. wants to do things right and he's he's a little bit of a perfectionist and uh he's like and, did uh, i die <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um yeah i think it's i think it's dependent on the kid but you know if if i think if you're doing the right things and leading the the example you want your kids to follow that transition you can see it a little bit clearer because i can look at my kids and i can see my personalities mm-hmm. you know and and i know if they're about to go into a situation 
uh, especially like my oldest one, I know how he's going to, how he's going to deal with that situation because his personality and my personality are, are a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, just, you know, just for me, it's like, it's, it's about trying to have conversations with them just to, to know what they're thinking and, and, and just to get an idea of what their, their thought processes are on different things. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that, Jose? Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is. It's a, I don't know. I, I was fortunate, right. You know, like, uh, um, you know, my, my mom and my dad, they did a lot of conversations about things, right. Even when I probably deserved to get my butt whooped. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, they had a lot of conversations and the, and they gave you the why, you know, and we talk about that in leadership all the time, right? Like you got to explain the why it's, it's not about not staying why? out late. It's the, yeah. the why is why? this, right. And, and, um, sometimes it's hard to, to explain the why to your children, you know, why? Because I told you, you know, instead of <laughs> the real reason, you know, um, but it also kind of forces it challenge. Well, it challenges you to, to explain, to figure out the, like, why do I say that? You know, it, what, what am I fearing or what do I want you to stay out of kind of thing? But, uh, I think it, it, again, it just comes down to that, that personality and it comes down to their maturity and figuring out what they can handle. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I imagine the, uh, the why would be really tough if you're like, when you think back on it, like, it's because I don't trust you to be able to deal with this. You know what I mean? Like, could you yeah. imagine? Yeah. That's going to be extremely challenging. Well, and, well, and so, I'll tell you, oh, go ahead, Jose. Um, okay. So, so I was, I, okay. I'm joking. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. So every once in a while, I try to reach out to some of my old supervisors. Right. And uh, the other day uh, I reached out to a uh, Rodney Mathenia. Um, he was my uh, supervisor of mine at Little Rock Air Force Base. And, and one thing that he did for me is he got us into Financial Peace University, like, mm-hmm. you know, te- about money, right? And yeah. again, no knock on my parents, but, you know, we, we didn't really talk about money, you know, and I, yeah. I want my kids to know about that. I don't want them to fear it, right? It's, a, it's mm-hmm. something that you use to, to make your life better. Um, but in one of, his, one of his talks, he was talking about how, um, how he viewed his children and how he helped them out, right? And so he he said that all of his children, they had rope and if they did what they needed to and they made good sound decisions, he gave them more rope, right? Mm-hmm. And if they yeah, made yeah. bad decisions, he'd, he'd bring the rope in, right? right. To protect them. Not right. as a control thing, but to, to keep them okay. But symbolically, once they um, were married and out of the house, he would actually give them a rope to like say, hey, this is yours now for, for your family. Yeah. And I yeah. thought that was really cool. Um, and, and I think it's the same thing with your kids, you know, like it's, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just right now, maybe you're not mature enough to make the right decisions, you know, and I need to make sure that I, I can, I can protect you as much as I can. And then, you know, eventually the rope's yours and you're going to have to make decisions. And I, and I tell you, and, and, and I agree with that, Jose. Uh, and, and I see myself doing that sometimes. My wife, we do that sometimes too. Like if we start allowing our kids to be involved in more things or, and, and we'll explain, Hey, this is, Hey, you know, a year ago, this was something that you're not allowed to do. Now that you're this age, uh, this is why I'm allowing you to do this because I've seen the maturity and I've seen the progression. And I'll, I'll have frank conversations with, especially my oldest one, about, hey, this is why I'm letting you do this. Um, now, my youngest one, uh, again, he's that, that daredevil. So he'll, you know, he's the one that I have to kind of sometimes go, uh, yeah, I'm pumping the brakes on this one for you. Mm-hmm. And, and I can see that, not that he's immature, but some of the reasoning they're, they weren't the same, you know, he's 10, 
My oldest one is, is, is 13, but when he was 10, he had a little bit better reasoning, I think, when he was 10 than my youngest one does at his age. So it's just, you can't, you can't, I know rules are rules sometimes with kids and they go, well, you know, if he gets to do it, why don't I get to do it and blah, 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 blah. But you have to gauge the kid themselves on their individual um, abilities and, and their um, individual understanding, I guess. You can't just say this is a rule for every 13 year old in our house, you know, or every 10 year old in our house. It's really dependent on how they respond to things. Right. And that's a tough conversation to have, I think, you know, and I think probably that's why, you know, some parents didn't talk to him about it because to me, it's like, it's probably easy to say, I don't trust the other people that you're going to hang out with. And that's why I don't want you to go. Right. But, but, but it's hard to be like, I mean, it's a more difficult conversation to say, I don't trust how you're going to behave, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So yeah, that could, that could be a tough one, but yeah. So I, I was thinking like, you know, down this vein of thought, you know, we're talking about those challenges and conversations. Um, I remember Jose, you kind of talked about um, because your daughter's really mature and she's kind of, you know, reading Jocko's book, right? Can you share it with that a little bit? Like what, what she's been getting through that a little bit about the book? Oh yeah. So um, actually on this PCSN, um, I, I love listening to Jocko. He just, he breaks things down for me in, mm-hmm. in a way that um, I haven't had before. Right. And, and so he was talking about uh, the way the warrior kid, and this book, right? And I was like, oh man, I wonder what that is. So I bought the audio books. And then um, as we were PCSing into Dover, whenever we were driving from uh, California to Texas, um, we just, we listened to the way of the warrior kid one and the way of the warrior kid two. And, and in there, um, it's, it's really good. He just, it's, it's a, it's a young man who is struggling. There's a bully at school. He can't do pull-ups. Um, he's struggling with math. And so his uncle comes to stay with them over the, over the summer and, and basically transforms this kid from, you know, somebody who was kind of, you know, a victim mentality to, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to do something about this and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to train my body. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to, you know, practice jujitsu. Right. And this is my, my ethos, so to speak. Right. And uh, my kids love it. Like when we go driving places, like, dad, can you play it again? Can you play it again? And, and we started listening to it. Um, and it's, it's funny because, you know, I call it like, I guess the, the uncle, right? The uncle will come over and, and, and talk to a niece or a nephew and say the exact same thing that the parents said, but now but their uncle said exactly. it, now they understand, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And so that book was kind of like that for me um, because, you know, we're far away from family, right? And so we're just listening to this thing. And because, you know, Uncle Jocko says it on, on, this, on this show, <laughs> they're like, oh, I understand why I should wake up early. It's so I can have discipline. Yes, that's right, yeah. son. That's right, daughter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's basically a, a plug for the book because it's it's really good. Um, but I, yeah, I have they, to try it into practice. Yeah, I think I have to get the audio because we have the book, and my kids are like, eh. <laughs> like, <laughs> they read, they read stuff all the time, but for whatever reason, I don't know. Uh, and I'm I'm reading the book. I'm like, this is a good book. I'm gonna start doing push-ups. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is a good book. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but they, they they didn't take to it. But here's what they do respond to. They both play football and they'll mm-hmm. respond to their coach. Mm-hmm. I could say I could say you, when you're on the field, you need to do this, this, this and stop telling me. But then the coach says, hey, when you're on the field, you need to do this. this. Yes, coach. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I've been told you all week. That's what you need to be doing. Yeah. But you're dad, you're not yeah. cool. <laughs> I know. Right. Exactly. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're not coaching if you, if you <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it's funny how I can, I can 
directly see the relationship, especially between my oldest one. My youngest one takes a lot better coaching from me. My oldest one, so when I was growing up, but I, I played soccer from the age of like four to 18, right? Every season, every base, because my dad was in the military, everywhere we traveled. And for a lot of those years, my dad was my soccer coach. Mm. And we butted heads all the time. Like, I love my dad to death. We, but on the soccer field, I don't know how many times I got kicked off the practice and, and made to walk home like four or five miles to walk home because I got in trouble for fighting a kid or something like that. Mm-hmm. Same exact, I, I'll have a conversation with my son on football field and he's the same, the same way I was to my dad. And, and he's just, so I'm learning with him like, okay, I know where this is going to go. Cause I've seen this happen before. I just need to keep my mouth shut. Let the mm-hmm. coach do his job. I don't need to kind of coach him. But my youngest one is he'll, I, I'll tell him, Hey, this is what you need to do. And okay. Got it. Right. So it's just, it's funny how, you know, mm-hmm. same mom, same dad, but two personalities differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So do you think, um, I mean, that's a good, the nature nurture thing. I mean, do you think it's just a mix of it that happens then? Because like, like you said, same, you know, they grew up in the same house, but they're, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. but they have completely, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I don't know, completely different personalities, but they'd have different personalities, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, my, I think my oldest is more of a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying he's like, you know, wimpy mama's boy, but I think him and my wife have are more able to have those conversations. Whereas my youngest one, um, he and I are probably a little bit more connected, not saying I love one more than the other, but I think mm-hmm. sometimes we're able to get through to each other a little bit better. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. and, and, and part of it stinks cause I want my oldest one to have that same, like appreciation and, you know, for, for what I'm trying to, um, uh, show him. Uh, but sometimes it just doesn't work that way, you know? Mm. Yeah. Might just be time though. I mean, I, yeah, like, yeah. if I put myself in a different, in a different perspective, right. Like, you know, as a, as a, as a young man, right. Like I, I tell my parents this all the time, right. Like they go from these heroes that can't do no wrong and then they become human and you're like, Oh man, you made mistakes too. And you're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> and then later on you have kids and you're like, wow, you really were saying, so you, yeah. <laughs> you realize that. Even, yeah. 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 There's probably a phase in there for most people where you become the police and, <laughs> and they don't yeah. want to be around you. <laughs> they can't stand you. And, and then, we, and then we become best friends a little bit later on. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but I tell you what, kids are funny though. Cause I remember, uh, like with four lenses, right? We, uh, we've all, Jose, I don't know if you, did you used to teach that too? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people would always ask me, wh- people would always ask me, what about my kids? I'm like, yeah, your kid could be orange right now, but in six months, that kid's going to be green. Or, oh, you know, they, yeah. they, they're they, forming. They, yeah. They formed and, and changed so much. Um, and so for people who don't know what four lenses is, there's a personality profile system and you kind of uh, lean towards a t- certain color. Uh, of, of type of personality. But um, so I remember for the longest time, I'm like, both my kids are going to be these athletes. You know, mm-hmm. they're both these oranges. They're, they're <laughs> and now my oldest one. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be a scientist. You know, he's going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. be a math guy or something like that. But um, yeah, it's just funny how they, every few years, they sort of, their personalities can change just a little bit and they're, they're finding their way. They're getting excited about things that, you know, two years ago, they had no interest in. Yeah. They're super excited about things now. Like my oldest one loves watching Love It or List It. It's like mm. a home, it's like a HGTV show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's, I'm like, are you into architect? Are you into real estate? Yeah. yeah, I think both. I'm like, all right, well, love it. 
list it, whatever the show is. <laughs> Keep watching it. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, and you know, like we're still forming well as as boys right males yeah. we're still forming all the way into our 20s right yeah. <laughs> like our brains are still figuring it out because um i remember just thinking about it like you know we we signed up to join the military as early as 17 or so with our you know family you know with our permission mm-hmm. and and then we're still haven't figured out how to be adults yet yeah no <laughs> you kidding. know right and and i know that right. i've i've changed just in the last couple pr- uh, months probably on the way I perceive things or everything that's been happening, you know, in the world. So I can only imagine how much, cause kids are like sponges, right? They're just constantly taking stuff in and it's meant to be that way. So yeah, I can imagine like a couple of weeks later, you're like, my son is just still the same guy that yeah, I knew like two weeks ago. <laughs> well, so, and I, and like, I, I, I think I made a post on Facebook a few weeks ago that my, my oldest started getting up like, and this is like, they're on, we're on quarantine. So they don't, they're not in school. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, um, you know, but they have to get up and do some assignments. But my youngest one was getting up before the sun came up to go for a run and lift or not my youngest, my oldest one to go for a run and, and lift weights in the garage. And I'm like, where, where did this come from? Like, again, this is the the kid. Kid. yeah, this is the kid that went from, <laughs> he's going to be a star athlete, at least in my mind when he was five playing flag football to, now this kid's going to be a scientist to, oh, now he really wants to start focusing on bettering himself to now he's watching Love It and List It, right? So it's, you know, you just let them go their route, you know, as, as far as what's important to them and just support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a big challenge too, I've seen um, some parents, like they're trying to drive their kids into a certain direction and maybe yeah. projecting their own personal goals that they may have missed out on when they were younger and they just keep pushing. And a lot of times, at least what I've seen, it doesn't seem like it works out to their favor. No, usually sometimes I think they end up presenting the kids, they end up presenting the parents sometimes, right? Or they might like it too. I mean, there's, there's a chance, right? I'm, I'm sure that sometimes happens, but um, I, I've seen more of resentment or, or frustration on the sense of the parent, you know? Cause yeah. the kid isn't what they wanted them to, to be, but they're still your kid. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, the, was it the cheer moms or um, <laughs> you seen the, the, then there's the football. The, I saw a couple ones on Netflix, yeah. right? Where you see parents, like, I mean, they're getting into these kids. Oh like yeah. I, I see men. And I'm like, I, yeah, I, I see it a lot. I see it a lot. And I'm like, I'm like, this is, you know, he's, he's six years old playing flag football. This is not going to affect any college scholarships because he right, dropped the right. pass. Like, right. calm down, calm down, dad. But at the same time, that kid, who knows? You know, it's just, you, you, you can't expect too much out of somebody as far as career focus <laughs> on someone that's still growing and developing mentally. And, and, you know, who knows what their talents are going to be. They could be super talented at one thing when they're nine years old and completely in a different direction when they're 18, 19, 20. My, mm-hmm. my goal for my kids is just not be in jail. Right. Not, have a job that pays the bills, not end up in jail uh, and be good Christian boys. That's 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 my goal. What whatever their uh, career aspirations are, you know, as long as it's something respectable, respectable. I'm OK with that. But there was a time when I was like, they're going to join the Air Force. They're going <laughs> to be some airmen. They're, and I'm going to show them how to get BTZ and get step promoted. And no. Uh, but now I'm like, I just want them to, to be happy and, and, and be good citizens. Yeah. Good human yeah. beings. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a great goal to have. It really is. I think <laughs> so. That's, that's pretty cool. So what do you guys find? Um, there's a question I asked, I think it might be a little bit easier is like, what do you guys find to be some of the most rewarding things, um, about being a father? I think when I see like their passion come through, mm-hmm. right. Um, so my, my son, uh, absolutely loves video games. Right. Um, but I, I don't think it's just the video game itself. I mean, he gets he gets a sense of accomplishment and, and he likes getting into the story and the storytelling and he'll tell me all those different things, right? Um, and so, like, he, he wants to start, like, a YouTube channel of him playing video games, you know? Like, and so he's trying to explore that <laughs> I, I think all side. kids want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm paid to play video then, games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, my daughter, um, she, she's very, very creative, right? All mediums. Um, whether it's paint or clay or whatever. Right. And she likes doing that. Um, but she's really like honing her skills is like being a baker and mm-hmm. she, lo- she loves doing that for other people. So That's I awesome. think for me, it's when I see them find something that they really like and they develop it. And then I see them use it for somebody else to like, uh, to help yeah. somebody else. That's, that's probably the most rewarding or you see their character come out. Right. Like, uh, I remember, um, we were back at, um, I think we we're in Japan and uh, a new kid showed up to Japan, right? And so that, that's tough for any child, right? They think right. yes, and then, you know, different different friends, they, they miss their family and stuff. And and my son went up to him and said, hey, my name's Jose, what's your name? This is what we do here. Let me show you around, right? And yeah, I was awesome. like, wow, my man, you know? <laughs> and my daughter does that kind of stuff too, you know? She's a, she's a, she's a real big protector. So she sees somebody getting bullied, she doesn't, she doesn't play that game. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool seeing them when they do that. Yeah, Jose is probably like, if she's pretty, it's like, hey, do you want to sit next to me? (laughs) 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 So, How about you, Scott? I don't even remember what the question was. (laughs) What do you find to be the most reward? You're watching the fights again, aren't you? Well, it's commercial break right now. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's sort of the same thing that Jose is talking about. You know, um, I, I... when they make smart decisions, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm trying to think of one that uh, <laughs> yeah, they do make smart decisions. They make a lot of smart decisions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but when, 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 you know, when they, when they come in the house and, you know, um, like my youngest one, he hangs out with all the kids in the neighborhood and he'll come in and, and I go, uh, what are you coming in? He goes, I'm done talking to them. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, they're saying this and that using language they shouldn't be using They're and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I'm like, what? What made you decide to come in? And I, because because it's not appropriate. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be around that. I'm like, okay, you made that decision on your own. Good. Um, and and my oldest one, he's he gets super passionate about the things he's super passionate about. So when you see him uh, do well in those areas, it, um, you know, it, not just the bringing report cards home with great grades, but seeing him, um, ah, man, how do I, how do I say this? I, I, I guess like Jose said, you know, just being, being real passionate about things and, and being successful in what they're passionate about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like it they're does. finding their meaning. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that's really cool. And, you know, I, I just think, so all of us, you know, our, our parents um, probably had different challenges than we do now. And I think it's pretty cool that, you know, we get to transition forward. Like for me, you know, uh, and probably a, a lot like Jose, when you were talking about, you know, your parents, you know, didn't really teach you guys about money very much. But I think when, you know, when our 
parents probably still trying to grind it out, you know, trying to get, <laughs> 100%. right. I mean, 100%. I, I remember yeah. trying to, trying to duck uh, bill, uh, bill collectors for my mom when I was like eight years old, you know? <laughs> so, so I was like, so I think, you know, there was a, there was a different struggle and now it's get to the point where it's yeah. really cool that we get to um, explore a different thing for, you know, the, 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 the financial stuff is all, they're always fun conversations with the mm-hmm. kids. Because my, my boys are both negotiators, right? They, mm. they try to negotiate <laughs> nice. and deal. And, and my, my youngest son just found himself in debt. Because uh, he, uh, <laughs> with, with, with my wife. He found himself in debt with my wife because he was supposed to finish up his, uh, so my oldest does the lawn and my youngest does the, the edging and stuff like that. And I don't know what happened. My wife was out shopping and he talked her into buying him some, um, like a sports, bottle you know that he could take to football practice and it cost more than what he was going to get paid to mow the lawn or to do his edging so now he finds himself in like four dollars in debt and he's like but when i go mow the lawn you're gonna pay me my money back she's like no i'm not you haven't mowed the lawn yet you've already spent that money that you haven't earned yet yeah and he's like oh like it yes aha moment like oh that's how it works my oldest one, he probably has like a small fortune hidden in his bedroom somewhere. Yeah. Right. He's, he's like stashing money all over the place. My youngest one is that, <laughs> that adventure. Like as soon as he gets it, he's like, yeah. can I buy this? Can I buy that? And so yeah. it's funny having those conversations with them and explaining to them, this is why you need to be careful about what you do and how much you want to spend. And every time you get a dollar, not asking if you can go to the store because you don't want to just spend that right away. You gotta, you gotta add like a little bit more realism to it. And, uh, the bank of Maria green, like 19%, in, <laughs> a 19% interest rate on the debt that you owe. So, yep. so you have to mow a lot yep. more lawns pretty soon before you make up the debt. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest one, he was like, can I get into lawnmower? You know, like we bought him a new lawnmower. He was, he, he, he likes the, the money aspect. You know, he mm-hmm. likes, he likes trying to keep up with his money. He'll tell you exactly how much he has. You know, and it's bad when you have to borrow money from them because, like, I was like, oh, pizza guy's here. Uh, you got any money for a tip? No, <laughs> no. Ethan! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's like, I know you got some money in your. In your I know you, hey, you got a five, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and he'll put it in his little ledger. Okay, yeah. this is, you know. Yeah, you owe me five. <laughs> That's real cool. That's awesome. That's yeah. real cool. Man. He doesn't have a ledger. Oh, he might. I don't know. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you he does. He does. He's up there. He's tracking all of it. He's got one of those accounting calculators upstairs in his bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's really cool, guys. No, hey, I really appreciate you guys uh, sharing some of your, um, you know, your experiences as being a father. And um, I was thinking that um, it'd be a cool opportunity for each of you to kind of share maybe your final thoughts on somebody, you know, who might be somebody like me who might be, you know, looking to be a father one day. Um, what is it, maybe a tip or something or some words of encouragement from either of you. So, Scott, how about you go first? I would say... Um the relationship with your spouse and the, and, and the decision on how you want to raise your children is huge. Hmm. Um, because if there's not a strong foundation there, um, you, you end up complicating a child's life more than it needs to be. Hmm. Right. So if mom wants to live one way and dad wants to live another way, you, you, you kind of split that kid and, you know, so the, the, I would always say, make sure you have a strong foundation of what your goals are for your children. Not necessarily, not the goals that you want your kids to accomplish, but how you want to raise them, the, the, the way you want to raise them. And then, you know, 
there are going to be times where you want to have those conversations with your kids and they're not going to want to talk. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm finding myself for that point where I'm like, I'll start a conversation with my son. It might be a tough conversation and he doesn't want to have that with me. And I have to kind of be able to go, okay, and not get angry. Like I'm your dad, talk to me and step back and go, okay, you'd rather talk to your mom. Okay. I get that. I understand that. Um, so it's, uh, you know, just, just be, be ready for anything, you know, <laughs> great advice, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, be, because, because your, your idea of, you know, exactly how you want this relationship to work, you know, kids are forming, they're changing opinions, they're changing their, their everything. Every couple of years, I see like a personality kind of change a little bit. Right. Um, so don't expect like a linear, you know, growth with your, with your, your child. They're going to, they're going to pivot here and there. So cool. Awesome. All right. How about you, Jose? I appreciate that. I went second, but I had a chance to jot some stuff. down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'd say the first thing, whether, whether you're going to be, um, whether you're going to be like a, like a biological parent or just like a, a parental figure for someone, I think you got to prepare. Um, and, and I remember, uh, before my wife and I got married, you know, we started reading a bunch of books. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And and the one I think that's probably helped the most uh, with relationships in general, but definitely with my kids and identifying that they are different people is the five love languages. So if you yeah. if you get a chance, I think that's a, a great book to read just to figure out how to show them love um, because there is just different. It's, it might not be what, what you're used to and you have to learn what that is. Um, and I think also finding uh, and, and that just in the preparation of it, right? Um, but also um, preparing it by finding people that you think are good parents and find, and just, just watching and observing and seeing how they interact and see what they do and just ask those questions um, to try and emulate those things until you figure out your own parental style. Um, but then the, the next thing I think is, you know, kids, it's not about talking to them, right? Like you can talk to them until you're blue in the face, but they're going to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be good things and it's can sometimes be the bad things. Right. So I think you, you got to work on yourself and just be a good, uh, you got to model the behavior the right way. Right. Um, and I think the last part is you just got to have fun with it. Um, mm. You're not going to be perfect. Um, you will mess up. So don't be too hard on yourself. Um, but just have fun and enjoy, um, enjoy every moment. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Great advice, man. And um, I really appreciate you guys. And to me, um, I feel like great, uh, you know, I feel blessed because although I don't have kids yet, I do have two great examples to look at as fathers to see what you guys are doing with your kids and um, how, how much love there is in your family. So really appreciate everything you guys do. And, um, and thanks for sharing all of your wisdom with us. You're welcome. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for Scott. I was waiting for Scott to be like, you're welcome. That was a cute. You're welcome. Scott. You're yeah, welcome, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Well, you said, well, I teach my kids, you know, manners, right? So you said, thank you. And I said, you're welcome. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah, what you said. It's how it, you said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like how, how, how I was loaded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would not be the man I am today. If it Joe, wasn't hey, Joe, hey, Joe, we really appreciate you and uh, your understanding. Uh, of how uh, awesome you Jose are. And I, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, for our, so for our listeners, we have some fights to catch up on. So, yeah. so thanks for hey, tuning in. So far, there's been like three or four fights. Not one of them made it made it out of the first like two minutes. Oh, that's great. I'm glad the ESPN Plus records them all. So cool. <laughs> well, thanks everybody. Uh, as always, uh, be safe, stay healthy, and llamas are out. Llamas Peace. out.
Thanks for listening to the show. We'd love for you to connect with us at www.llama-leadership.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash llama leadership and also on Instagram at llama leaders. And a big thanks to Mike Whitmer for the music. To check out more of this stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash Mike Whitmer. Thanks again. See you on the next episode.